Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the June 12, 2023 edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In continuing our analysis of Electrical Wholesaling's top 150 distributors, today we're going to take a look at the five largest distributors in this year's ranking, Wesco, Sonopar, Graybar, Rexel, and Consolidated Electrical Distributors. We'll also check out some weekly economic indicators that can give you a sense of where the U.S. economy and electrical market may be headed. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy Podcast Series for 2023. For the week ending June the 3rd, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 261,000, and that's an increase of 28,000 claims from the previous week's revised level. This is the highest level for initial unemployment claims since October 30th, 2021, when it was 264,000. The four-week moving average for these claims was 237,250, and that's an increase of 7,500 from the previous week's revised level. The U.S. unemployment rate for the month of May is 3.7%. These seven states had decreases in unemployment claims of at least 600 for the week ending June the 3rd. Connecticut with 2,350 less claims. New York with 1,243 fewer claims. New Jersey was down 830 claims. Florida was down 631 claims. Georgia was down 556 claims. Colorado was down 551 claims. And Missouri was down 522 claims. And here are the five states that had the biggest increases in unemployment claims for the week ending June the 3rd. Ohio was up 6,345. California was up 5,173. Minnesota was up 2,746. Pennsylvania was up 1,997 and Tennessee was up 634. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic, and that's because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this date is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR, which it publishes this data weekly at www.aar.org. Declines in rail freight traffic continued through early June, in part because of the decrease in intermodal units being shipped through the West Coast ports. Total U.S. weekly rail traffic was down 439,601 carloads and intermodal units. That's down 5.7% compared with the same week last year. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first 22 weeks of 2023 was 10,063,592 carloads and intermodal units, and that is a decrease of 5.5% compared to the last year. AAR Senior Vice President John T. Gray said in the press release announcing this data, roughly half of the U.S. intermodal shipments are related to international trade, so what happens at ports is extremely important to railroads. U.S. port volumes, especially on the West Coast, have already been trending down for the months, and that is a major reason why rail intermodal volumes have been on the decline in 2023. In May 2023, nine of the 20 carload and commodity categories tracked by the AR each month saw carload gains compared with May 2022. These included motor vehicles and parts, which were up 11,464 carloads, or 17%, crushed stone, sand, and gravel, up 10,207 carloads, or 10.2%, and petroleum and petroleum products, up 
3,968 carloads or 9.5%. Commodities that saw a decline in May 2023 compared to the year previous included grain, which is down 12,916 carloads or 12.2%, coal down 5,389 carloads or 1.1%, excuse me, 1.7% decline, and all other carloads down 2,528 for a 9.8% decline. As you can see in the chart, intermodians had the biggest drop based in large part from the issues with the West Coast ports, and they had a, so a drop year to date versus 2022 of negative 10.9%. Let's take a closer look at declines in the containers at West Coast ports because of the labor negotiations with dock workers and the reduced consumer demand. The numbers in the chart tell the story at the Long Beach and Lally ports, which are seeing year over year declines of well over 20%. We're seeing for loaded imports at the Port of Los Angeles down 24.7% was the largest increase. For the total calendar year in the Port of Los Angeles, we, the numbers right now are 2,524,204 total containers. And that is down 29.3% compared to last year. Uh, not too far down the coast at the Port of Long Beach, the story is pretty much the same. Total U.S. container traffic for, uh, for the month of, uh, and this is the month of April, 656,049. That is down 20% compared with May 2022. For the calendar year so far, to the total traffic at Long Beach, 2,377,375, and that is down 27.5%, which is obviously quite a decrease and very similar to the decrease in L.A. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oils and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits and really gives you a good sense of just how many of them are in Texas and Oklahoma and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. I noticed a large change in the Baker Hughes rig count since our last podcast in mid-May. The total rig count through the June 2nd data dropped by 15 rigs. And that's significant for the Baker Hughes rig count because most often the data only changes by a rig or two each week. In the most recent data, Texas is down six rigs with the Permian and Eagle Ford basins in the state both losing two rigs. The Haynesville Basin in Texas and Louisiana and the Wilson Basin in North Dakota also each lost two rigs. Since the recent peak in the rig count in December, the, rig, the Baker Hughes rig count has lost 73 rigs for a 13% decline, and that is only over the past five or six months. We're also seeing some drops in the price for a bar barrel of West Texas Intermediate, or WTI oil. And today, on June the 12th, it's $68.49, which is the first time it's been below $70 in, in some time. The average price going for the year of WTI per barrel for 2023 is $76.36. It is down year compared to year over year. It's down 41% or $50 a barrel. So that's quite a, quite a change on the downward side. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because he's the leading economic indicator for future business activity. Copper is used in many industries with the construction industry among the leading markets because of its use in wire cable and copper plumbing pipe. Copper prices are also down a bit. And as of June the 12th, they're at $3.70 per pound. They've been below $4 per pound for the last few weeks. Prices bounced off a recent bottom, but are still down 13% year over year. The average price for a pound of copper right now is $3.98 through the through state in 2023. A 
working on a webcast on the top 150 distributors for 2023. And I thought I'd like to give you a sneak peek of some of the data that I've compiled on the 10 largest distributors uh, for because of time considerations in this podcast, I'll just be giving you an idea on the top five distributors when ranked by sales volume. And they are Wesco, Sonopar, Graybar, Rexel, and CED. The top 10 distributors in EW's 2023 Top 150, they combined for $65 billion in total sales. By our estimates, they are, they, this means they account for over 40% of total industry sales and 67% of the total estimated sales in the Top 150. Uh, these companies have branches from by our count of over 4,000 locations and employ over 51,000 employees. And as a group, they've acquired dozens of electrical supply houses over the last 20 years. Uh, the top 10, as you can see at the bottom of the slide, as we mentioned, what we'll be covering primarily in this slide, this presentation will be Wesco, Sonopar, Graybar, Rexel, and CED. Also in the top 10 this year are City Electric Supply, Border States, Elliott Electric Supply, U.S. Electrical Services, and McNaughton McKay. In the number one spot, we have Wesco Distribution, headquartered in Pittsburgh. 2022 sales, $18.85 billion, 13,000 employees, 621 branches. The company's 2022 acquisition of Rahi System Holding, it was interesting because it follows their long-term strategy when they do make an acquisition of going to, into some specific niches that support their overall market strategy. In the case of Rahi Systems, they are specialists in data centers and, it, and they are very much a, an area for Wesco. CEO John Engel says the company expects 2023 revenue growth to be in the mid to high single digit range. In our number two spot, we have Sonopar North America, headquartered in North Charleston, South Carolina. Their 2022 sales were $14.05 billion. They've got 566 branches in North America. They recently made a big acquisition in the Philadelphia area with the Bill of Electric Supply purchase. And that's kind of interesting uh, because they'll be running a lot of the uh, products through the Central Distribution Center in New Jersey, run by Cooper Electric Supply. Since the 1990s, by electrical wholesaling's count, Sonopar has acquired more than 60 distributors in the United States and more than 90 globally. And over the last few years, Sonopar has also focused on building out an omni-channel sales strategy in its branches and digital storefronts and has invested in regional distribution centers. In the number three spot, we have Great Bar Electric Company with 2022 sales of 10.5 billion. They have 9,400 employees, 325 branches in the U.S. In 2022, Graybar added to its automation focus with the purchase of Walker Industrial Products and New England Drives and Controls. And combined with its existing industrial business, these acquisitions positioned Graybar as one of New England's larger automation and control distributors. In addition, the, the acquisition last year of CX Connection in the Chicago area strengthens its competitive position in the Chicago land market. In the number four position, we have Rexel USA, based in Dallas. 2022 sales of $8.57 billion in North America, and 9,233 employees, and 645 branches in North America. What's new with Rexel, and over the past year, they added to their California branch network with its acquisition of the large independent Buckles and Smith, and they, were, they have been a top 150 and top 200 distributor for many years. Rexel now has 17 branches in the state of California. We estimate that consolidated electrical distributors' sales are large enough to put them in the number five spot. They have 6,000 employees and over 700 branches in the U.S. And although CE doesn't publicly release much information about its operations, their large branch network 
dozens of acquisitions over the years, the profit center strategy that gives local managers a free hand in operations, and their growing green tech operations in the solar market make the company a formidable competitor, and without a doubt, one of the largest, largest national distributors in the U.S. market. Hope you enjoyed our focus on the five largest electrical distributors. As I said, we're going to be doing a webcast and releasing in the next week or so on the top 10 largest distributors. We'll be getting into some more detail, specifically in the area of the acquisitions they make. I'd like to thank Champion Fiber once again for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2023. And this is the third year. We're really close to our third anniversary with this podcast series, and we're pretty excited about that. And we'd certainly like to thank Champion for all the support they've given us and producing us for EW's listeners. Please do contact me if there's any other type of economic data or industry news that you would like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on Monday, June the 26th. Until then, stay healthy, be happy. I look forward to talking with you in a couple weeks.